Ramirez, your host of Stand Out and Grow. I want to help your business stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. Building your business is really, really hard. And knowing what marketing and advertising tools you need to help you become successful is extremely confusing. After 30 years of working with thousands of businesses, I am here to help you make good business decisions. I want to help you understand the programs that are available to you so that you can stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. So let's get started. Hey there, this is Kat. I am founder and CEO of Advertise and Hashtag Social Buzz. And thank you for joining me today for our live podcast. And today I have a very special guest that I'm excited to bring on. But before I bring him on, let's go through some little housekeeping, um, little uh, reminders. So if you're tuning in and you're tuning in live, please drop a comment and say live and let me know where you're tuning in from. If you have any questions as we're going through the podcast, please drop those in the comments so we can ask our guest today um, what those uh, questions are. And I feel a little frazzy, frazzled today because I had a Halloween costume earlier. So excuse me. <laughs> I was a biker. <laughs> But I took it off to be professional and to uh, conduct myself in a very professional manner for the podcast. Uh, okay, so let me introduce um, our guest today is Bill Eastman. He is co-founder of the IBGR.network. And I'm going to let him tell you what those stand for because um, it's I find it to be very fascinating and intriguing. Um, IBGR is a very unique business consulting firm and brand media agency. They are one of its kind and they're offering a very unique DIY approach to business consulting for business owners, business consultants, and business coaches. Wow, that was a mouthful. So let me bring Bill on so that we can have a conversation with him and find out more about what he's doing. Hey, Bill. Hey, Kat. Thank you very much for having me on. This is quite Absolutely. an honor. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we've got a few people already tuned in. So let me do some shout outs. Chase, thank you for tuning in from Louisville, Kentucky. Misty from Kentucky. Wow, lots of Kentucky today. That is awesome. Thanks for tuning in. Um, okay, Bill. So let's talk about IBGR. What does that stand for? Well, that's a call sign like a radio station. So we're kind of a, a weird hybrid. We're a radio station, but we're a small business consulting firm and a couple other things. But let me go to IBGR. It's International Business Growth Radio. We're the number one internet-based business uh, talk and news station uh, globally on the net. Okay. So I got to ask, because this is a startup for you, is that correct? That's right. This is my fifth. Oh, awesome. And my okay. last. <laughs> I love it. So tell me what, how did you come to have this aha moment to have this solution? Because I always love people's story in the background. How did they come to this? Because you're solving people's problems, right? And so this kind of gives people the lay of the land. Um, I, I started off life as a marine scientist. So don't ask me how I got here, but I, 
I, I moved from that and I was in the military and I saw that you were Air Force. I was Coast Guard. So I spent my Thank life you. on water. And then I got into leadership and management and things of that nature. I left the military and started working as a large corporate consultant. And I was lucky to have not only the Fortune 500, but the Fortune 50 in my portfolio. And then I had an offer, somebody I knew uh, who ran another training company, would I like to go to uh, Africa and do economic development work? And I almost turned it down because it was quite a pay cut. But then I went, you know, you're never going to get here. So I went to Africa and I had like two epiphanies. I had two moments on the road to Damascus, so to speak. Number one is that we entrepreneurs are a totally different breed of people. I had more in common with the Ghanaians. I was in Accra, Ghana. I had more in common with them than I did my own family. We, we're just different people. And number the second thing that got me is I shouldn't be consulting large corporations. These are the people who really could use what we know how to do. And it's taken me a number of years to figure out because you've got all types of problems. Entrepreneurs are like herding cats. So there's not a place you can go where they're all at. And then how do we provide services to them where we can monetize that? Because obviously you're running a business, you got to make some money. But on the other hand, how do we charge what it's worth and yet they can afford it? And so I've tried radio as a, a local uh, I've been on a couple of local stations here in the greater Richmond area. And then finally, what happened is I, I when I move over to small businesses, I was doing small business turnarounds. And the station I was at, they uh, fired the station manager. So I threw my hat in the ring and said, well, I don't know anything about radio other than I, lo I love listening to it. I took the station over. We were profitable in eight months. I got had a great program director. He and I uh, got him profitable. They sold the station. And one of the plans I had had was to take the station global, what we're doing now. And they sold it, and we had a chance to buy it, but I knew what it wasn't worth, and they were going to charge a whole lot of money for it. I said, well, why don't we just start an internet-based company to do the same thing? And the best analogy I can give you is that it's, it's kind of like plumbing coming into your house is that the, the pipes are radio. Yep. When you turn on the spigot, the water is small business consulting. And what we focus in, in general terms, is how to start, grow, or exit a business. Now, all our programming is focused on there. Now, we, because of the nature of the economy, we are also now looking at how to help business owners recession-proof their businesses uh, because typically in a recession, the two, two populations who are hurt the worst are the poor and small business owners. They're the ones that usually take it in the neck for a bad economy. And we said, well, we can make a difference here. So we took that as a theme. Wow, that is awesome. That is fantastic. So would your platform, so your platform is pretty much like a podcast, but instead of one person, right, you have a collection of hosts. Is that correct? That's correct. We have about 40 hosts right now, and they have a one-hour show a week. That show is broken down into four segments of about 12 and a half minutes. So that gives us about 13,000 podcasts to date. Wow. We have over 303,000 downloads. And so your option as a listener, if you're in the audience, is you listen to it live. You can get it on replay because we'll typically replay it a couple of times. Or you can go to the podcast. And okay. so, you know, are we a live radio station that produces podcasts? Or do we produce live podcasts? Uh, I 
you know, I juggle with that because sometimes people go, internet radio, how's that work? And so, I, you know, I scratch my head because every page on our website says, you listen live. However, if saying we do live podcast helps the audience, then we do live podcast. Okay, perfect. So um, I'm popping up the website um, for everybody that is tuning in. It's www.ibgr.network in case you're just hearing audio only. Um, and so when someone goes to the website, where, how do they listen? Where do they go? Well, if you just scroll down a little bit, you'll see what's live right now. So if you go to the homepage? Yeah, if you go, if you go to the, the homepage is welcome. And okay. So you can hear the live show. Now we have a radio button. And so with the radio, radio button, you could get a look at the entire schedule. So not only can you hear what's going on right now, you can look at the entire schedule. You know, you can move it back and forth. Or you can download the listener guide, which we produce at the beginning of every quarter. We uh, we operate on a business quarter, so every season is 13 weeks in duration. And so we are into, we will be tomorrow into month two of season 11. And awesome. so you get the listener guide and go, here are the shows, here are the issues I have, here are the shows that I want to listen to, here are the experts on the air that I, that I w- would like to hear, and reach out to if I want, because nobody on the air is a college professor. Now, some of them may be teaching, but they're all serial entrepreneurs. And when they take a topic area, like let's say finance for scaling a company, Mm -hmm. we have fractional CFOs who talk about how how to scale your business so you don't destroy your working capital, because that's the failure point for companies that have got through the initial phase and say, okay, we want to grow into the capacity we have here. I look around we're a $2 million company making 750000 a year. How do I close the gap? It's easy to burn up your working capital before you see the revenue come in. So that's just one example. So each one of those hosts are subject matter experts on the topic and they're business owners. So yep. it's, you know, I, our thought is if you're a business owner and you want a college degree, you'll go to college. That's not why to listen to us. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So, okay. So collectively, if someone is tuning in um, and they need help with a certain piece of their business, all they have to do is just go to your website, check out the schedule, see what's available, see the hosts that are the experts that are, what are they talking about? And, and then uh, is, is, does all of this stay in the website, like, can someone go back and search? I mean, oh, yeah. okay. we have a great, we have a search, uh, great search function because each one of our show hosts produce show notes, a page okay. and a half. So you would say from 200 to say 300 words, yep. you can print the show notes. So you got all the materials. And for a host, what happens is that at the end of a season, after 13 weeks, they have a 40 page ebook. That if they wanted to go ahead and finish up, they could produce as material or just use those show notes as marketing collateral. But you you can download all our intellectual property we put up there. Okay. That's so if you listen to the show and you got the show notes, you got a lot of help. Now, if you need more help, you can contact the host or you contact yep. me, and then we will take it from there. Nice, nice. Okay. So each show host will have information on how to contact them if someone ever wanted to get more information as the listener, right? That's correct. Okay. Okay. So 
it sounds like, because I'm just making sure everybody's aware of this, is you have two audiences. You have the listeners, which are the business owners, entrepreneurs, startups, anybody that is related to running a business, right? Correct. Okay. And then you also have the show hosts who are experts in their field and they have something to share. And typically they have started a podcast and they're wanting to be a part of something bigger like yours. Is, That's correct. That the or or, or the, the, the challenge you have with a lot of what a small business owners and, and the fact that you run a marketing agency, you understand this completely. They don't need to be told what they should be doing. They know that they need to have podcasts. They, they need to have right. a dynamic website with blog posts, you know, at least twice a week. They know that, but they don't have, I don't want to say the discipline, but they just don't get to it. So what happens with us, if you become a host, the discipline is there. You produce the show notes, you produce the podcast. Well, you write the show notes, we produce the podcast, and then we syndicate your podcast. Right now, we put you on 11 different podcast platforms. And wow. your show is syndicated on 20 other radio syndicators. So we basically syndicate the host. And that's one of the functions that we've taken over. And for a host, you got really three types of hosts out there in terms of what they do on the air. Yep. Number one are hosts that have uh, clients in the sales funnel that they're trying to close and haven't been able to. So let's design content. Let's do your show content around getting those customers through the funnel and closed. Mm-hmm. And there are other hosts that it, that's not so much the issue. It is they don't have enough qualified leads coming from marketing into their sales funnel. So our focus with them is what do we have to do on the marketing side to help them? And it's kind of a 50-50. We'll support their marketing efforts, um, but they've got to do some of it. And we're not, we, we are a, a quasi-marketing agency, but we only do the basics. We don't go beyond that. Because then that gets us into areas that I, I really don't want to go to. I'd rather send them to you. That's right. <laughs> and, and so, and then the third type of host is somebody who's into the give back and wants to establish themselves or enhance their thought leadership, a legacy host. And so what we're looking there is to build a following for them. And then with all the materials they produce, that helps them establish that they're thought leaders for the topic areas uh, for, for where they're in. So. That's what we do with the host. Right. And so that's how we wound up doing all those other things that we never intended to do at the beginning. But all, yeah. every listening who is a small business owner, you know that what you thought you were going to do when you started, in order to be successful, you're doing far more. And in some cases, you're doing things that you didn't want to do. Like, I didn't want to go back in the consulting business. I left the consulting business uh, simply because I was tired of it. Yep. Now I'm running a consulting company, so I have to just live with it. <laughs> Nice, nice. So if so, if I put this in perspective, I would think somebody that wanted to be a, a show host, this is great for someone who is uh, trying to get speaking opportunities because they can say they're on this big platform that is being distributed like internationally, right? Internationally. So someone like that would be a great person for this or somebody who really is trying is coming up in the ranks as a thought leader as an up-and-coming thought leader and this really helps build that momentum and is recognizing you as a show host as a thought leader in your area is yeah, that correct? And, yeah, that's correct and what we do is our onboarding is that it takes us about a month to put a host on the air 
Okay. So what you do is, because a lot of people have a fear of, I've got a, a live mic. Yep. Now, after, after a while, live mic is cracked. You get addicted to it. But at the beginning, <laughs> you're kind of afraid. <laughs> so our onboarding process, we help people become professional on-air hosts, and we help them produce professional podcasts. What's different about our podcast is that we don't really do any processing. These are live, and there's a magic to live that I, I don't think you can capture in the studio because you can say, I, don't want to, I want to say that different, and they become over-engineered. Now, I'm not, not putting that down. That is, that's, a piece, that's a place to be. We're yeah. not there. And so what they get from us is, how to, you know, is basically how to produce marketing collateral, how to have a professional show, and how to produce professional podcasts. So there's not a lot of processing required in there. And it takes a host two, maybe two shows. And as soon as they get comfortable, then it's just riff. It's like a guitar riff. Right. Right. I can see that. I, I can imagine because I remember when I first did my podcast and it was very just scary. Uh, and especially if you're doing it by yourself, you're not co-hosting with someone and you're expected to, I think my, I, and I'll never forget this. My biggest thing was, oh, I'm talking to no one and I, I am supposed to cap captivate their attention. This is really hard. And then what I did was just get over it and talk to myself because I'm looking at myself on the screen. And then I, if I can captivate myself, then I can cap my audience, right? <laughs> and, and, and that's true. And so here, you know, you're talking to people. Right. Because yeah. of the listener base. And so if you're on during North American time, you may only be hearing, you know, North America may only be hearing you. But then you're going to be running in Australia and you're going to mm -hmm. be running in yeah, and you're going to be running in Africa and the Middle East and Europe. So you're going to be hear, heard uh, around the world. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. That's fantastic. Okay, so let's talk about, so the other half, the, the person listening, because we kind of mentioned this when, um, before we started the show, and you talked about, like, how does this align with the state of economy and, and what we're going into for 2023? You know, the whole... Um, thing about the nobody wants to talk about recession and that lingering thought of you know what happens what happens and what do people do and and you just really just burst out and gave me an answer yeah i, I think we're in the beginning stages of a recession because we've got all the indications but it hasn't taken off and i do a i, I do a daily uh business and economic news show so what I do is I cover where we are in the economy. So the business owners, because I think one of the challenges you have is that economics is not well understood by a lot of people. You know, it's called the dismal science for a reason. And so what I do is I say, okay, there are some indicators, leading indicators that will tell you what will happen. You've got mm -hmm. some current real-time indicators that tell you what is happening. And you've got some trailing indicators to tell you what happened. And so if you know how to read those, then you can kind of make up your own decision about where the economy is right now. My read of the economy is that it's the beginning stages of recession, and we really haven't felt the impact of it yet. It's, it's, it's beginning because inflation is beginning to affect a lot of people. So our view of this is that you might as well embrace it. You don't have a choice. You see, the, you know, as a business owner, control the controllables. 
no matter who I voted for, I don't control bad uh, monetary policy by the government. I don't control that. So they do what they're going to do. All I can do is respond to it. So what, I'm, what I say to them, and this is where we do our programming, is there's a short view and there's a long view. Yeah. And the short view is what you want to do is you want to strengthen the core of your business so that when this is over, you're still there. But much more than that, you're stronger than your remaining competitors. Because when you take the long view, unless the United States totally moves off of a market economy, there's always an expansion after the, uh, after the contraction. Most of the money that's made is in the early parts of the expansion. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're ready for it and you position yourself for that, not only can you get through the bad times, but you get through it with a stronger company. And then what happens when you come out? You're ready to take advantage of the market taking off again. And if you're, if you're first and you're faster uh, uh, at it and you're stronger, then you're going to get back clients you lost because they couldn't afford it. Your competitors who are weakened, you can start poaching accounts. And your competitors that are gone, there are plenty of orphans out there that you can go grab. And yep. so it's an, op- an incredible opportunity to fundamentally expand your market share and perhaps even move into adjacent markets. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, these are such strong words because typically, um, and another thought leader told me this and um, it just resonated with me, is they, you know, the, the whole thing ar- around challenges that we encounter as a business owner is that if you're prepared, you'll survive, right? You'll, you'll pillage through it, you'll survive. If your business was already hurting, you're more than likely to go toward the other end because you just were not prepared. That's right. And now is a great time because it hasn't really hit. So we basically have three tracks. We say, here's three tracks to go on. Number one is you're the custodian of your resources, of your money. Mm-hmm. And so focus on finance to get really on top of your numbers so that you know what's going on. And this really has to do with cash flow management and the velocity of money in versus money out. Yep. This is about how do you renegotiate your deals on your accounts payable? How do you handle your accounts receivable? Because if at the, at the end of an expansion, if you have people who aren't paying you, they are not going to have any money soon to pay you right. anything. So do you cut them deals saying, okay, I'll forgive it all, pay me 80 cents on the dollar, and I'll take it because that's better than getting zero on the dollar six months from now. Maybe you factor those accounts. So those are all the things we talk about in that track one. Track two is becoming the lowest cost producer, which is all about looking at internal costs. Now, it's not about the lowest price. Price is a brand strategy issue. But if you're the lowest cost producer, in other words, you make it better than anybody else at that price point, or you make the same product or service, and it costs you less to do that, then that gives you some flexibility. Because one of the things that we know, if you want to hold your customers, which is number three, is that at some point, you may want to start sharing cost savings with your customers. So in other words, let's say your margin went from, uh, your gross margins went from 40% to 50% because of the, what you did on the cost side. Yep. Why don't you give the 10% back to your core customers? And that's number three. Hold your best account. Selling Bringing in new customers in a recession is going to be difficult. Most business owners know that 
it takes you, in the normal times, it takes you about five times as much money to acquire an account as it does to sell to ones that you have. Well, in a recession, that number is going to go up for two reasons. One, it's going to be harder to sell. And number two, they're probably going to want, want to buy the least expensive item that you sell that has the lowest margin. Rather, focus on your core accounts. And this is harder if you're selling to consumers because that's a lifestyle sale and that becomes yeah. difficult. But if your customer base are other businesses, they're in the same boat you're in. So you've, you've done a pretty good job of managing your customer accounts and managing your cost. Why don't you share that with your customers and help them survive it? Right. Strategy that we've used to pass, because this is my fifth recession. The first one I watched because I was not in business for myself. But the last three, and then counting this one, I was in business. So these are things that we picked up over the years that go, here's what helps. So track one is finance, track two is ops, and track three is holding your customer base because ultimately great customer service is nothing more than sales. And I agree. And I agree. And and, and the customer base is your low hanging fruit. You know, that's that's right. Yeah. So hold those accounts and if you get your costs under control and you can hold those accounts, you can get through it. And by doing these three things, you're going to build a stronger company. So when things take off, oh, yeah, you're ready to rock and roll. Right. And this, I mean, so if this is a an inkling or a sampling of what someone can get off the uh, IBGR network, I think this is amazing for people to tune in and just, you know, sample it, sample it and see yeah. what their thoughts are. and sample it and reach out to Bill and let him know, because I'm sure he would love the feedback in regards to the direction that they're going in. With yes, I, I definitely would, because we're one of the places that we got, we want to get to that we haven't yet is to make all our programming demand based. Yeah. In other words, the audience says, I want to hear these topics. Okay. Next season we'll run them. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And, and that's a sweet thing to have. Um, okay. So as we start to wrap this up, what um, so what's the plan for the future as you keep moving forward? Is there a number for um, as far as show hosts? Like what is what is your plan, your gro growth plan? Uh, to triple the number of show hosts that we have on air. OK. And so, so and, and, and get a what we have right now is we have an excellent North American, Australian selection and Singapore. OK don't have is an excellent Indian, African, gotcha. European, Middle East, United Kingdom. So I want to bring in more of those hosts. My goal is if you're listening to a show in the India time frame, all the hosts are from India, Bangladesh, Pakistan, or Sri Lanka. If you're in the, if you're in the uh, African uh, or European, our hosts are coming from there. Gotcha. So that's my goal there. And then the second goal is to get it demand-based where people are saying, here are the topics that are important to me, you know, and if I get, you know, we get the preponderance of a topic we don't cover, mm -hmm. we're going. Because I can find the expert. Finding yep. the experts to do this isn't difficult. Nice. That's awesome. And then what do you have for anyone that is tuning in? Is there something special? Oh, something special. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple things that we can do. One is the listener guide, which is on there. So if you go to the website, you'll see radio on the left-hand side of the tab. Download the listener guide. 
because then that enables you to use all of our services. And then the second thing to offer is I run on Fridays, I have a show much like yours called the Founder Series. And I interview small business owners talking about their story and what they're doing. And it's a great marketing opportunity because what happens is you get four podcasts mm-hmm. that have no commercials in them other than you advertising your business. And then you can use that as marketing collateral with your organization. And depending upon your offer, we even give away free commercials. Nice. On, in other words, if your commercial doesn't fit our population, then it wouldn't make any sense to do it. But if you're, you know, if you're any part of the value chain of a small business, you're in the funding side, insurance side, yep. uh, marketing side, sales, any of that, uh, we'll, we'll run a commercial for you for uh, a month or so. That's nice. Awesome. Five seconds and put it on there and you can either have a market like I only want North America or you Mm -hmm. can say I want the world to hear it and uh, we'll put it. Fantastic. That sounds amazing. And then I will uh, definitely make sure that I've commented several times, but I'll make sure I drop Bill's information on on each platform wherever you're tuning in to. And then Bill, if people want to get a hold of you, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, I'm, I'm an email guy because otherwise I lose, lose track. So it's programming and that's what two M programming at IBGR.network. That's all you got to do. You send me an email, you'll hear from me quickly. And then you're, you can also be found on LinkedIn because that's where we found each other. That's, that's right. And I'm on LinkedIn. We, we are still on Facebook, but we found Facebook to be a disappointment because I don't think our audience really is on Facebook. So our commitment now is to be to LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I think the two audiences that you have for the thought leaders and the hosts, definitely on LinkedIn, because that's where most experts are. That's where most people are networking, uh, especially those B2B type of situations, you know, so that makes sense. Um, Absolutely. Um, Well, fantastic, Bill. I love sharing your story and I'm so glad that we were able to connect again and then get you on to our Stand Out and Grow podcast. I hope that you get some people that will reach out to you and want to find out more information about the IBGR network. Um, Again, it sounds amazing and I think that a lot of business owners can benefit from it just from listening and not just business owners. If you are a startup or thinking about starting a business, if you're anything around that situation. Um, and you could also help yourself become an expert in one of the fields if you're listening to finance or something else, you know. Yep. And, and uh, yeah, even if you're in the gig economy and you don't yeah. intend to grow beyond just being a solopreneur, mm-hmm. we're co- we cover enough stuff that every day we cover enough information that I don't, I don't care what your need is as a business owner. We cover it. Awesome. Awesome. Fantastic. Thank you again, Bill, for joining me. I appreciate it. And I hope you have a great day. I will. And Kat, thank you very much. I'm honored to be on your show. Thank you. Uh, Thank you again for joining me on the Stand Out and Grow live podcast. I appreciate you tuning in. If you have any questions for Bill, please drop them in the comments. And if you want to reach out to me and uh, either be a guest or find out more information about any of our guests, certainly reach out to me. You can find me on LinkedIn, just connect or follow me. And until next time, you got this. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Stand Out and Grow. Check out all the notes and links at www.standoutandgrow.com. I am so thankful to you for helping this show continue to grow. I want to keep producing content that you want to hear, so please leave me some feedback. I look forward to bringing you more resources and information to help your business stand out and grow. Please follow us on social media and make sure you follow this podcast so you can learn more about helping your business stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. Until next time, you got this. Advertise helps businesses stand out and grow with affordable advertising options. We will help you make good business decisions so you can save money and not just throw it against the wall to see if it sticks. Get your free strategic advertising analysis today so you can see the opportunities to stand out and grow your business. Visit www.standoutandgrow.com offers page to learn more.